0: We're going to go ahead and jump right into the message. We're finishing up our Bridges series uh, this morning. We're going to move into a new series next week. uh, But we're going to be finishing up our Bridges series this week. And uh, we've been talking about many different bridges and getting across them and getting to where God wants us to be from where we are. And today we're going to be talking about, to kind of close this all out, the Bridge of Covering the bridge of covering. Let's pray. Father, we love you, and God, I need your help right now to communicate the things that you've placed in my heart. Father, I pray that you would open our minds and our hearts to allow your Holy Spirit to speak to us so that we can take what we have heard and apply it and use it in our lives. Father, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, as we've gone through these messages, as we talked about all these bridges, a lot of these have been bridges that have been kind of individual bridges or bridges that for us it would just be us crossing. And I kind of wanted to close out the series by kind of talking about a bridge that uh, we can cross, but also a bridge that we can help others cross. And so this is kind of uh, bringing it all together and tying it all together, hopefully, as we kind of conclude this series. But again, for the last time, a bridge is constructed to overcome an obstacle in your path from where you are to your destination, okay? So we're going to get there with God's help and get there with the bridges that he has put up in our lives to help us get there. And this is one that we can take others with us on that journey, and it's very important that we do that. So let's first, let's talk about truths about the bridge of covering. Let's kind of look at what it is and kind of those things. And we're going to be in Hebrews. Uh, We're going to be in Hebrews 10, and we're going to, it's kind of a little bit of a lengthy scripture, but we're going to look at that together to kind of get us a, a little bit of understanding about this bridge of covering and kind of what it is about. So if we want to throw that up there, here we go. Hebrews 10, 19 through 25 says this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus... By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Now, let's stop there for just a second and let's kind of let's talk about what the writer of Hebrews is kind of getting us to see and wanting us to, to, to a picture in our mind. Back in the Old Testament, before Jesus uh, gave his life and things of that nature, a priest once a year would go into the Holy of Holies and offer a sacrifice to basically atone for the sins of the people. Uh, this this priest would basically go through a a long ritual of cleansing and getting baths and getting oils and ointments and all these sort of things. And so he would get all cleaned up as as much as he possibly could before he entered into the Holy of Holies where God's presence was, where the Ark of the Covenant was, and so on and so forth. But before, right before he would go in, after he's done all this cleansing and all this stuff, he would take the blood of a lamb, a, a spotless lamb, and he would ...cover himself in that blood before entering into the Holy of Holies to go into God's presence. And so the writer of Hebrews here is helping us to see how Jesus, as our perfect lamb... ...because of his blood, because of that covering that we've experienced... ...now we can enter in to that most holy place, okay? And since we have a great high priest... ...who rules over God's house. Let's continue verse number 22. Let us go right into the presence of God... ...with sincere hearts fully trusting him... ...for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled... ...with Christ's blood to make us clean... ...and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly... Without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Now, as we look through this, 19 through 23 is really, you kind of better break this, this text down by two different sections. 19 through 23 is the bridge that God has created for us to go from death to life. Because of what Jesus has done, we're getting the writer of Hebrews is helping us to see this. The, and they're using this illustration of what had happened in the Old Testament to help us understand that now because of that, we can go in. So we have been covered by God's love. We've been covered by the blood of Jesus. We've been covered from all these things because of what God has done. God has given us that covering and now we have a bridge to get across. Now, as we look at verses 24 through 25, now it begins to switch. And now we begin to see the bridge of covering that we need to help others have and extend to them. So let's see what it says here in verse number 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another... ...to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together... ...as some people do... But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So we break this down and we have one section where God has provided this bridge of crossing and covering. And now our job is to extend that to other people. But there's some truths that we want to talk about very quickly that that really help us to understand. And I put these in your notes because I think they're important to help us understand this. And this is it. Number one. No one gets from where they are to where God wants them to be alone. We all need a covering. We all need a covering. I want you to stop, and just for a very, very short amount of time, I want you to think about all the people who have helped you on your spiritual journey. I want you to think about your parents. I want you to think about your Sunday school teachers. I want to think about your pastors. I want to think about your friends. We do not get to where God wants us to be alone. We need each other. We need each other. We need that. There is no one here that doesn't need a covering. There is no one here that has reached this level of super Christian who doesn't need a covering of people and God. We have all taken the things that we've experienced. We've all taken the encouragement of others. We've all taken. Listen, I don't know about you, but like I can sit there and I can begin just. And, and even even though I can't necessarily think of some of their names, I can. I know what they look like. I can think of like Sunday school teachers. Some are easy to remember. Some pastors, or my mom and dad, or other friends. Those people are easy. But I even remember like Sunday school teachers that I had growing up. That loved me and taught me about who Jesus was and things that they experienced in their life. We need this. We all need a covering. There is no one here. There is no one on this earth that doesn't need this. Okay? So, so this is for everybody. This is not one of those, well, I, I've, I've reached this or I'm so mature. Or, I've we all need this. No matter who we are. No matter what we are. But also with that in mind, not only do we need to come under a covering, but we need to offer a covering to others. We need to offer a covering to others. Now listen, this is, this is something that you may, this may come as a shock to you, or maybe you, you would get this, or maybe you don't. But I believe that when I say that we all need to offer a covering, that means the, the youngest to the oldest, okay? If you're understanding, let me help you understand what I mean by that, okay? Let me give you an example, a couple of examples in my life. I remember when I was 13, 14 years old, I would go to kids camp, okay? I used to love to go to youth camp and used to love to go to kids camp. And when I was 13, 14 years old, I was a counselor at kids camp. So I had these, you know, seven, eight-year-old kids, nine-year-old boys running around. I mean, I had them trained to a whistle. It was the most hysterical thing ever. I'd blow the whistle, they'd know to line up, and we'd do all this stuff. And I remember uh, just a couple of years ago, there was a young man that had been in my group. He was a friend of my brother's, and, and and, and we called him Alf. That was his name. Called him Alf. And Alf was the greatest little guy I've ever had, and he was awesome i loved alf and basically just a couple of years ago and i I remember teaching him and and talking to him and and pouring my life into him as a 13 14 year old kid not knowing everything but knowing that it was my responsibility as his counselor to help him and be there for him and i remember a couple of years ago um alf and, and i started going to my parents church or the church my parents go to back in kansas city and Alf walked up and, and said, you know, do you remember me? Of course, my mom and dad, of course I remember you. You know, you're Alf, and you know, all this sort of stuff. And, and I believe his real name is Eugene, but we call him Alf. I don't know why. Anyway, and, and he, said, he said, he said, I remember how Aaron was my counselor at kids camp and what an impact he made on my life. Now, that was not me. That was God working through me. But you've got to understand, there is not a time. Listen, I believe that basically 13, 14-year-olds can be a covering to 8, 9-year-olds. I believe that 8 and 9-year-olds can be a covering to 5 and 6-year-olds. Listen, we talk to our son before he goes to school, and we help him understand, hey, hey, Easton, be a leader. Hey, Easton, show God's love. Hey, Easton, make sure that you're showing people the kindness and the love of God. Why? Because I believe my son, as a 6-year-old, can be a cover. ...for kids that don't know Jesus. I believe that. I know that. And it starts, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm 158 years old. Doesn't matter. You can be a covering for somebody. You can make a difference in somebody's life. It's not only that God wants to cover us. It's not only that we, as people, need the covering of things. And we're going to talk about that more in a minute. But also that we can offer a covering to others. Listen, you're a mom and a dad. you got to be a covering to your kids. Listen, your grandma and grandpa, you can be a covering to your kids and your grandkids. Hey, you're you're, you're a friend and your friends don't know Jesus. Or maybe they just got saved. Listen, you can be a covering to them. We all have this opportunity because of what God has done as we look in Hebrews. How Jesus was that covering for us, that covering that we needed. Now we can accept that and, and allow that to happen. But also we can be a covering for others. Okay. Number two, let's look at this together. What is the price associated with a covering? Okay, listen, I don't know about you. One of the things that drives me absolutely insane is when I go to a restaurant or go to a store and they don't tell me the price. I hate that. I like how you can go to like Target. Uh, and I don't know, if, I think Walmart does this too now where you can actually, they have the scanners. You know, it's wonderful. So you can go and you're not sure what it costs or how much it is. And so you can grab the product and go to, you know, and, and beep. You know, and I'll tell you what it is. I like that. I want you to know what the cost is, okay? When we talk about covering, I want you to know what the cost is to covering because it's important that you understand. And it's quite simply this. The price for covering is somewhat a dirty word in our culture today, but it's submission. It's submission. Okay, hear me here. You cannot come under covering unless you submit to the one that's giving the covering. It just doesn't work, okay? And I understand covering is not an easy thing sometimes. So a submission is not an easy thing to understand or look at, but we've got to understand that that is an important part of this. Submission is big. And, and what's submission? What's the definition? It's literally coming under the authority of someone else. It's basically being, if, if, if I'm in a teacher-student relationship, that I, I, I listen and obey the words of the teacher. If, if, I, if the teacher says, jump, I say, how high? If he says, this is correct, I go with it. It's, it's coming under that. It's understanding that I'm submitting myself, my will, my desires, my thoughts to theirs. Okay? It's coming under that. Okay? Okay? So let's look at this. Let's look at how Jesus submits. Because here's the thing. If, if, if there was one person that we could say, well, he wouldn't have to submit, it would be Jesus. But yet he does. Let's look at a couple of scriptures in John 6, 38. This is what it says. For I have come down from heaven, this is Jesus speaking, to do the will of God who sent me not to do my own will. Mark 4:36. This is when Jesus is in the garden. He's 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 in anguish. He's he knows what's coming and he cries out, "Abba Father, he cries out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet what yet what, what I want is for your will to be done, not mine." Okay? Not mine. Listen, to, to enjoy this covering, to, to offer this cover, there, there's got to be some submission. There's got to be. And again, I get it. That's not an easy word. That's a word that we don't like. It kind of goes against kind of a lot of things that that, that we do and we want in our lives. But God desires for us to submit to him, submit to his will, and submit to those things. So let's look at this. I want to break it down a little bit so that we really understand some of these things. I want to look at some areas in our lives that we need to submit. Okay? Some areas in our lives that we need to submit. Obviously, the first one is God. Okay, obviously the first one is God. Look at James 4, 7. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now listen to me and hear me on this. Again, we've talked about this many, many times. Order matters. How the Bible is written matters. God's Spirit ordained it to be written in a certain way, and order matters. Listen, a lot of times here's our problem, okay? I'm going to help us with something, and I, I deal with this too. Okay, we want to resist the devil and we want him to flee from us. The problem is, is we're not first submitting to God. We don't understand why will the devil flee? Why, why am I dealing with these situations? Why, why, how am I, why am I having such a hard time resisting the devil? Simple, we don't submit first. We want to do it our way and have God get in line with our plans. We don't want it to be God's way. We want it to be, our our way seems nicer, our way seems more comfortable, our way seems easier. But that's not what God has. And so first and foremost, we've got to submit to God. God knows God has a plan, and his plan is best. Okay? His plan is best. Next, family. Family. Look at Ephesians 5.21. In Ephesians 5.21, it says this, And further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, I didn't put this on here because it was a long, big, drawn-out portion of Scripture. But as you continue through And look at the continuation of what Paul writes. After this scripture, he begins to talk about how husbands and wives should submit to each other and families should submit to each other. And it begins to be blown out. If you go, if you're in your Bible or if you're looking online on your Bible app, if you scroll down a little bit through chapter five and then even to chapter six, you begin to see these things written out. Listen, I think one of the things that we see so much as a problem in our families is listen to me, hear me here, a lack of submission. Okay? And again, I know, oh, that's, oh, I don't like that word. Oh, I, I don't like that word. Listen, when there's submission, there's obedience. And when there's obedience, we see blessing. Okay? A lot of times in our families, we don't see the blessings. We don't see the coming together because there's a lack of submission. There's a lack of husbands and wives submitting and loving to each other. There's a lack of children submitting to parents. Listen, we see this a lot. In our families today. There's a lack of that. And because there's a lack of that. We don't see the blessings of God. We don't see the closeness that God. Wants to bring in our families. Okay. So listen there needs to be that in our lives. There needs to be that. That that desire to submit. To one another. Next. Next. Church. Church. Look at Hebrews 13.17. So what it says. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Okay, now listen to me. Okay, this is one of these, these I'm I, I, just going to be honest. Okay, this is one of those scriptures that's hard for me to read. Okay, And it's hard for me to read, not because I don't believe it and not because I don't believe that there's a blessing uh, uh, that comes along with it and that it's an important thing. But it's one of those things where it's kind of like the chicken saying um, you know, to the farmer, you, know, um, uh, you, know, uh, you really don't want fried chicken tonight. Okay, It seems very self-serving for me to say this, and I understand that. But I'm just going to trust that you know my heart. And this is what the Bible says. It says, submit to Your leaders, for they watch over your souls. Now, I know that might be hard for some of us. But that's what the scripture says. I'm not saying that the Christian leaders are perfect. I'm not saying that they always do the right thing. But listen, there is an account that I will have to give, and I'm just going to speak for myself, that is a high, high account. For you. I say I love you. And sometimes, listen, I understand that there are times that I say things that you don't want to hear. And I am not dumb enough. Or I am not, I'm not I don't know if that's even the right word. That even shows sometimes how dumb I can be. I know, listen, I am not dumb. I know what I could say to tickle your ears. But you know what? I'm going to give an account. And so there are times where I share things that are not easy to hear, and I understand that. But please hear my heart. Even though sometimes I probably fail in communicating it, I do it because I love you. I do it because I want what's best for you. I desire God to do amazing things in your life. And sometimes, guys, sometimes that means it's got to be a little bit harder to hear. Why? Because I have to give an account I'm going to stand before God one day, and God's going to say, Aaron, how, what kind of a pastor were you? Were you willing to say the hard thing because you loved him enough to say the hard thing? It's not easy, it's difficult, but it's, it's what God's equipped me and helping me to do. But listen, this is what Scripture says obey submit, for we're keeping watch. Listen, and this is interesting. I think this is, this, is, this is one of those interesting little things that we see the writer of Hebrews puts in. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Okay? Let them do it with joy, not groaning. Okay? But it is time. We need to do this. We need to submit to church. And the final thing, governing authorities. Okay, look at Romans 13. Now listen. I want to just state this from the beginning. Okay, I'm not here to talk about political parties. I'm not here to do that. And I'm just to tell you right now. It doesn't matter if it was five years ago and there was a different party in the White House. I'd say the exact same thing I'm going to say right now. Understood? Everybody get that? This is what it says. Everyone must submit to governing authorities... For all authority comes from God, and those in position of authority have been placed there by God. I'm going to say this, and I need to hear my heart on this. I think it's absolutely unbiblical and sad that there are Christians that refuse to pray for our president, period. And I don't care if it was President Obama six years ago or President Trump now. Because here's the thing you need to understand. Here's what this scripture is saying. The scripture is saying if you do that, you're not going against a president or a political party or a mindset. You are literally going against what God has placed in his infinite wisdom. Okay? We need to pray for our leaders. They have been placed there by God. And here's what's great. Here's here's what's awesome. Listen, this year we're going to have another election and it's going to be a big one, right? And on November, whatever day it is, I can't remember when the, the day after. You know what's going to be awesome as Christians that we have that the world doesn't have? No matter who has been elected, we know that God's placed him there. And we can have peace and joy knowing that God will take and use those situations for his glory and for his end victory. That is a wonderful feeling that we can have. That is a peace and a joy that we can have. You say, well, Aaron, th- th- this person's not a good president, or this person's not this. Listen, we have scripture after scripture after scripture of Israel where their kings were not, were not honorable, were, did the wrong things. And, but yet, here we have this. God placed them for his purposes and his glory. This is what it says in verse 2. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against the president or a political party. Is that what it says? Is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. I just talked about things that are not easy to say and not easy to hear. This is what this is what God has said, okay? And and what's great about this, again, is we have that opportunity to look that no matter who's in the state house or who's in the White House or who's in whatever position of authority, we can trust and know that God has placed them there for his purpose. His purpose is good. And we know that, again, we get the final victory. And God will use it no matter who they are. So we need to submit to those things. Number three. Now, after all this, after submission and how hard that can be, and I don't want to do this, this is a simple question. Why would I want to come under recovery? Why, why would I even want to do this? Why, I mean, you look at it and you go, well, Aaron, you kind of basically, none of this has really been positive in a lot of ways. You just kind of talked about submission and this isn't good. Well, let's talk about some things that are important. Let's talk about some things that happen. We're going to talk about three things. And then a couple of things that go along with it. Number one. Why would I want to come under uh, a uh, covering? Number one. Protection. Protection. Okay. Protection. We can protect each other. We can enjoy the protection of God. We can enjoy the protection of others. And we can protect each other through love, prayer, and trust. Love, prayer, and trust. Look at Proverbs 10, 12. It says this. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. We can protect each other. We can be there for each other. We can, we can listen, you, you ever t- you know, had somebody that you know just throughout your life that's been praying for you? has been calling God's name out and saying, God, be with this person. Help this person. You know, I know that in my life, I know that you probably know in your life, many, many people who just on a daily basis pray for you and call out on, you, on your behalf to God and just do amazing. Listen, we can experience that protection and that love and that help, and that's a glorious thing. That's an awesome thing that we can experience. Next, provision provision. Look at Proverbs 22.6. It says this, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. This provision that we have, listen, I want to break that down into a, three separate things under training, resources, and opportunities. Training, resources, and opportunity. We can provide those things for each other. Listen, When it comes to the first one, training, we we use this one in this verse. Listen, we have this opportunity to train one another. And to help one another to become more like Jesus. Now, in this instance, we're seeing it talking more about, about a child and all those sort of things. But we can do that for each other. We can help each other. We can discipline each other in a way. And I don't mean discipline like in, in you shouldn't do that. But discipline each other in the ways of, of the Lord and the things that God wants us to do and accomplish and be. Listen, we just finished a 21-day fast. What was one of the reasons we did that? It disciplined our lives. Okay? It disciplined our lives, but also in provision, we can understand resources. Have you ever had this happen? This is a wonderful thing. You, you, you go out with somebody maybe for lunch or for dinner, and, and you're sitting there with them, and, they, they, and they, they say this, before you order, they say, hey, listen, it's covered. It's covered. Get, get, what, get what you want. I got it. It's covered. It's covered. Listen, sometimes God has blessed us in with our resources, and our knowledge. And we need to be able to extend that to others. Okay. God did that with us. Jesus basically came and, and died. And was raised again. Why? So that we could be covered. We could be, enjoy that the resources of his, of his love. And of his mercy and of his grace. But it's covered. It's covered. With our resources and our opportunities. Listen. I remember as a, as a young man. Not even in college yet, being in high school and and feeling the call of God on my life and and knowing that that was what God was calling me to do, even though I wasn't real thrilled about it. And I remember having opportunities from my youth pastor on, on on a Wednesday night and an opportunity from my lead pastor on a Sunday night to share God's word. That was petrifying and I did horrible. But you know what? They gave me an opportunity. Why did they give me an opportunity? Why didn't they just go out and say, hey, hey, there's a guy on the street that we just found out got called to the ministry. That's awesome. Hey, listen, you want to come and you want to share? Why? I was under their covering and they gave me an opportunity to share something. And and, and listen, it wasn't great. It was probably, you know, one of those things where, okay, Aaron, you got 25 minutes. Three minutes later, I was done. It was awesome. You know, they loved it, of course, you know. I'm sure people are like, boy, you kind of get back to those days, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's an opportunity. Listen, when, when, when you get in those situations, you have an opportunity, and you can extend opportunities, and you can experience the opportunities that can come with that covering, okay? So opportunities come, those provisions. And if you haven't noticed, obviously, here we are, the last one. We're going to do another P one, and that's power, power. Power comes when you come under covering. And and we're going to look at Matthew 28. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, we see this. This is the Great Commission. This is where Jesus is getting ready to ascend up into heaven. This is what Jesus says. Jesus came and told his disciples. And let's stop there and let's make sure we understand who he's speaking to. He's not just speaking to others. He's just not speaking to whoever hears. He's speaking to his disciples. He is speaking to people that are under the covering of God. He speaks to his disciples. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. If I wasn't so concerned about the P words, I would have said authority instead of power. Okay? So use those words interchangeably. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore... Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Listen, when we understand this idea of power, what we're really extending here is this idea of permission. Okay? Idea of permission and idea of presence. Okay? When we're under the covering of God when we're experiencing that God gives us the permission to go and be a disciple and be in his name and work in his name and he gives us the presence that he'll never leave us he'll never forsake us in that process. When we're under that covering we have that call we have that ability to come and do those things. We need to understand it, so we get that. We get the power. We get the provision. We get the protection. And then the final thing is, we're going to bring this all to a close. I wanted to bring some application to it because now we are going to talk about how we three simple things you can do to cover the people you love. Remember, this whole bridge thing has been about getting you where God wants you to be, but this one's also about getting others there. So we first got to get ourselves under a covering, and under a covering of God, and under a covering of. Leadership. Leadership and under a covering of, of what God's trying to do in our lives. And then we need to extend it to others. So how can we do that? Simple things that we can do. Three things. Number one, bring those you love under the covering of God. Bring those you love under the covering of God. Listen. Um, I know that, like right now, uh, just at the age Emily and I are at, we're, our, our parents are starting to um, look at this, this really important word, and that word is the word "legacy." Okay. They're beginning to go, okay, how, 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 how have we prepared? How are we, how have we placed um, ourselves in a position and, and to to bless our kids and bless our world? And, And they're, they're really kind of beginning to think about that. Listen, hear me here. The best legacy, the best thing you can leave your kids or people you love is Jesus. And not not just a religious Jesus, but a relationship with him. Listen, you can sit there and go, oh, it's going to be so great. I've worked so hard. I'm going to leave my kids when I die with $10 million. Great, fine, and dandy. The better thing you can leave them with is a relationship with Jesus. To allow them to catch you loving on Jesus. To, see them, to have them catch you loving on others. To have them catch you reading your word and studying your word and, and being involved in, in what God wants to do in your life. That's the best thing we can do. If you love people, you should want to extend Jesus to them. And I know sometimes that can be scary. But listen, that's the first thing. Jesus, extending Jesus, letting them know about who Jesus really is. It's the greatest gift you can give anyone. Number two, bring those you love under the covering of the church. Bring them under the covering of the church. Listen, we started talking about this back in Hebrews. We, we, we've kind of become as Christendom as a whole. We've kind of gotten this into this bad habit where, you know what? Church is kind of down on the totem pole. Well, we'll go to church if we don't have this, 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 or this going. And we begin to neglect the time that we have to be together. And listen to me, folks. That is not what God has for us. This is the bride of Christ. This is an important thing and needs to be an important thing in your week. Why? Because it's an opportunity for you to once again come under a covering and extend a covering. Listen, I'm just going to share growing up in my life, and I, I'm not trying to throw rocks at anybody. I'm not trying to say, oh, you're a horrible person. That's not it at all. But I'm just going to share with you what I experienced growing up, okay? I, I never, ever, ever, ever heard this question exit my mom and dad's mouth to me as a child. So, Aaron, you want to go to church today? Never once. Never once. Never once. Now, were there times we didn't go? Of course. Well, we were maybe on vacation or or somebody was sick. I mean, that happened. But you know what? If it was a normal Sunday, it was not a question in Aaron Nash's mind were the Nash family going to go to church? We were going to go to church. That's just what we did. Why? Why? Why did my mom and dad do that? Because they understood how important it was to be in the house of God. Listen, I love the story of Jesus when he's lost as a 12-year-old boy. I love this story because I can just see the panic on Mary and Joseph. We lost Jesus. We lost God's son. What are we going to do? And where's the story end? It ends in the temple. And Jesus is like, what's wrong with you people? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Listen, hear me here. If we're going to be like Jesus... We probably ought to have the same desires as he does, which says, I want to be in my father's house. You go, but Aaron, the pastor's this and the pastor's that and and the people are this and the people are that. Listen, I, I hope you're not here for those reasons. I hope you're here because you feel God is here. I mean, sure, I want to be liked. I, I, I want you to walk out of here going, well, that was good. That was, I really felt blessed. Yeah, but, but, I, I, but that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is you walk away from this going, God's presence was here. I was with my dad. I was with my father. And listen, just because you can experience that and should experience that continuously, there is something special about coming into the house of God. If that wasn't the case, then God wouldn't have instituted it in the first place. He wouldn't have called it his bride. And listen, I'll just be honest with you, okay? I'm human, I'm broken, I got a lot of issues, but you don't talk about my bride in a negative way. If you do, we're gonna have issues, right? You're gonna have, we're gonna have issues. But it's amazing to me how many Christians will talk negatively about the bride of Jesus and somehow think that's holy and bring division and problems. So listen, we gotta get under the covering of a church. Help those you know. And listen, I know, I'm preaching to the choir. You guys are here. I'm proud of you. Don't misunderstand. But listen, it's about helping people not just find Jesus, but then to find the family of God too. We need each other. We need to not go that route where we allow ourselves to have that situation where we uh, neglect the meeting together. And then the final thing, if the worship team wants to come back up, bring those you love under the calling of God. Bring those you love under the calling of God. Everyone has a calling. Everyone has a talent. Everyone has gifts that have been given to you by God. And one of the things that we can do to help those under our call, under our care, and under our covering is to help them identify and work on their calling and then put it into practice. Okay, I I felt God call me into the ministry. I felt God call me to be a pastor. One of the things that pastors do is they speak. My youth pastor, my senior pastor, they saw that and they gave me opportunity to work in my calling. Listen, you don't give people opportunity in their calling because they're perfect or they're polished or because they're awesome at it. You give it to them because they need that to have an opportunity to get better in their calling. But one of the things that we love to do is to identify that calling and do it. As we close this series out, really what this really needs to be, if there was one thing that I'd want you to get out of this message is this. We need to give and submit to the gift of covering. We need to give a covering and we need to submit to the gift. And I called it a gift on purpose because it is a gift. It is a gift that God has allowed us to have. And I don't, it doesn't matter how how young you are, it doesn't matter how old you are, if we go back to the beginning, we need to remember we all need to give a covering, and we all need to get under a covering. Listen, I got, you know, you go, well, well, Aaron, what about, you? yeah, I have, I have covering in my life too. I would not be a good Christian pastor, whatever you want to call it, if I did not have coverings in my life. And I welcome those things. Why? Because I need them. I need those individuals that are over me helping me to grow, helping me to experience more about who God is. Can I ask you a question? And and I I, I really believe there needs to be multiple people, okay? I'm not saying there needs to be 150, but but who in your life have you allowed to be your covering? Obviously, God's number one obviously. And that has to be number one. And he is number one. And, and we always need to remember that. Okay. Period. What God's word says, you know, you've got some, oh, this guy's my covering and he's saying I should do this and it's unbiblical. Then you throw it away. Okay. You follow that person. You follow, as Paul said, you follow me as I follow Christ. Okay. Let's not get silly. Let's understand some common sense here. We follow God first. But God has also placed people in our lives to be a covering for us. Who are your coverings? What individuals have you allowed in your life to be that that covering that gives you that, 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 that power and that provision and that protection? And then, secondly, who are you covering? Who are, you, who are you covering? I hope that the first thing that comes to your mind is your family. I hope that you go, man, my wife, my son, my daughter, my husband, my, my grandparents, my parents. Well, I just hope that, that that's the first thing. But you know what? There's more than that. I hope you have friends. I hope you have co-workers. I hope you have individuals that you have been, God has literally strategically placed in your life to be that covering for them. There's two parts of this. We always have to understand that. Here's the, here's the picture that I want to leave you with this morning as we go over that bridge. And this bridge is a little different. Last week we talked about a draw bridge. You ever seen one of those nice old covered bridges? You know, they're like back in Virginia and Pennsylvania, and, they, and they, you go over and there's usually a stream or water, of course, and they're going over and there's a covering there. God doesn't just want us to cross that bridge alone. God wants us to grab the hand of our family and our friends and our coworkers and and individuals and grab them and say, come on, come on, cross this bridge with me cross this bridge with me. If this will help you, it's almost like this chain of Jesus grabbing your hand and holding it tight and leading you across this bridge of covering and of protection and power. And then you have a hold of others. you know, Your wife or your daughters or your, your kids, whatever. They, and you're just walking. It's just this chain. And now you're under this bridge and you're moving to where God wants us to be and what God wants us to accomplish. But you know what? It's awesome because there's a covering. So no matter what the storm is, no matter how hot it is, no matter how much the rain blows, the lightning flashes, it's okay, because we're covered. We're covered by him. First and foremost, as we go back to Hebrews because of Jesus and the blood. But now, because of that, because of that, we can take others across with us. So let's do this. Let's close our eyes and let's pray. Let's pray. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. And guys, I think, I think I'm just going to conclude us today, okay? So thanks for coming out, but I think we're just going to close with prayer, okay? Thank you, Father. So again, I want you to answer this question, if you will. Who, Whose covering are you under? Whose covering are you under? Because it doesn't matter who you are, you need a covering starts with God, yes, obviously, but there are other people that God has placed in your life to provide that for you, and you need it. We all need it. It's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of maturity, understanding that we need it. If you can't name somebody more, let me hear, hear me, if you can't name somebody more than God, that is a problem that God wants to help you with, because God has some awesome people in your life that God has placed there and God will continue to place there to provide that for you. So that's the first thing. Number two, maybe you're under covering and that's awesome. That's so great. I'm so proud of you. But listen, listen, now it's time to offer that covering to somebody else. And I believe very strongly that God will place in your heart and in your mind people. People. Now, the obvious is is your family, your wife, your husband, your parents, your kids. Those are the easy ones. But I think there's more. I think there are people in your neighborhood and at your school and at your work that God has called you to bring that covering to. And I want you to, we're going to pray in just a moment. And I want you to pray specifically for that person. And if you don't know who that is, that God would reveal it to you. All right? All right? Give the gift and submit to the gift of covering this morning. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And God, first and foremost, we just thank you that, Jesus, you made a way where there was no way. You, by your sacrifice and the blood that you shed for us and for me, brought us on that bridge. And now we are under the covering of your blood and of your sacrifice and of your love. And so, if Jesus, if we aren't under that covering, get us under right now in the name of Jesus. Get us there. Help us to get under that covering and stay there. But, Father, also, you, you didn't just give us yourself, which is more than enough, but you have placed others in our lives to be that covering. And, Father, I pray that we'd submit to that, that we would submit to it, even though that's hard at times. Because I believe as we submit, we obey, and as we obey, you bless. Too many times we want the blessings of you, Father, but we're not willing to submit to you or the people you've placed in our lives. And so God, first and foremost, you, but also others, that we can come under their covering and allow them to shepherd us, allow them to care for us, allow them to produce and provide all those, those three Ps that we talked about. We're not saying they're perfect. We're not asking them to be perfect. But what we are saying is that they have been called by God and will answer to God for being that. And then secondly, Father, that we would offer ourselves as a covering to others. Now we know, God, we cannot force ourselves. Those individuals are going to have to come under our covering. They're going to have to make that choice. Our kids are going to have to make that choice. Our spouses are going to have to make that choice. Our our parents, our family, they're all going to have to make that choice. But we can offer it and say, here, come under my covering. Come under my prayer and my love and my provision and my protection. Come under it. Come under it and rest for a while. And that we can offer that to them. Father, that we can grab them by the hand and say, cross this bridge with me. So, Father, no matter where we're at, no matter what we're experiencing, we know that you have called us to submit to a covering and to offer it. So today I ask that you would help us to do that. You're so good and we love you so much. We love you so much. Change us, God, and make us more like you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Well, thank you all so much for being here this morning. Um, you know, I have really enjoyed this series and I hope that you have too I'm really looking forward to what God has next for us and the next series that God's going to, we're going to share starting next week but listen, listen the whole idea of this whole message and this whole series was was where we're at, God has not done with us we have a destination that we're going to and God is going to get us there but we've got to cross these bridges We got to get there. He will get us over these obstacles if we'll cross these bridges of forgiveness and of calling and and of of covering and all the the things that we talked about over the last several weeks, all right? I believe it and I trust him and I know he's got us, all right? So listen, have a great week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy time together. We are going to be heading to Jason's Deli really, really shortly. So if you can join us, we'd love to have you. Love you guys. Have a great week. We'll We'll see you at Jason's Deli.